You are listening to a sermon from the Mulvane Church of Christ in Mulvane, Kansas. Subscribe in your favorite podcatching app or find and listen to any sermon online at mulvanechurch.com slash sermons. 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 13 through 18, the end of the chapter. The Apostle Paul will tell the brethren of the comfort that's in the resurrection. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brethren, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve, as the rest who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall not precede those who have fallen asleep, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we who are alive and shall remain uh, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. So we know that by New Testament times, the faithful people uh, under the old law, they had clearly concluded that there would be a resurrection on the last day. Uh, Mary and Martha both uh, testified to that and spoke of that uh, faith in the resurrection in a cemetery. Or if there's ever a place to be thinking about the, uh, the state of the dead, that would be it. If there's anything that for those who are not spiritually minded, used as a, a uh, you know, uh, as a cynical argument against the resurrection. They point to the markers of all the dead around. So there in the cemetery, Mary and Martha had confessed to believing in the resurrection. This is something the Pharisees, uh, we fault them for many things, but this is something the Pharisees had correctly concluded and held as one of the positions of their party was the hope of the resurrection. It's one of the things that Paul shared with them even after his conversion and it's brought up in the book of Acts. And so we find that there there was and we can find uh, hints of it in the Old Testament, David uh, saying that he's going to go be with the uh, infant son of his who passed away. Uh, Job asking, I think hopefully if, if, uh, if a man die, will he live again in Job 14? Uh, but saying that he knew his Redeemer lived, uh, that'll make a good song sometime. Uh, I, I think there's a, a, a reason to think that Job uh, believed that there would be uh, that life again. Uh, and so uh, in the Old Testament, though it was not something so clearly and regularly taught, that it was an undeniable aspect of you know the doctrine and the teaching of Moses. But after Christ's resurrection in particular, uh, after he had in his ministry taught the uh, absolute uh, certainty of the resurrection, but then after, at the end of his ministry, he clearly proved it, coming back from uh, the dead, that we have a new clarity in Christ on the resurrection. And here the apostle explains about the order of the resurrection. He doesn't need to go into the certainty of it. He just affirms that. Uh, as an accomplished thing. So brethren, we don't want you to be uninformed 
about those who are asleep. Now, he talks about them as being asleep in Jesus. Now, Paul writes this letter to the Thessalonians just a few months after their conversion. And so sometimes some have wondered how many of this congregation could have died in that uh, brief span of time. Uh, but we do think and remember, we think about the fact that they have been under severe persecution. There may have already been martyrs in the church at Thessalonica. And so if there had been martyrs, that would, this would be an especially comforting uh, passage in regard to them. But also, the, those who were asleep in Jesus, uh, we think about uh, those faithful to the Old Testament, uh, like old man Simeon who died looking for the consolation of Israel, looking for the Messiah to come. Uh, I think dying, uh, dying and being asleep in Jesus uh, would include those who died in the hope of the Messiah to come. So there would have been generations of faithful Jews who died in the hope of the Messiah and his work to come. And I think we can include those in, in, in as well in, in uh, uh, those who are asleep in Jesus. Uh, but for all uh, those uh, who have faith and know of the faith, and especially knowing of the, the faith of the uh, dearly departed, uh, we can have great comfort. We don't have to grieve, Paul says, verse 13, as those who have no hope. Uh, the, the graveyard is the final resting place of the body for now. The scriptures affirm a bodily resurrection. The scriptures affirm it will be a spiritual body. Paul compares it in 1 Corinthians to the planting of a seed. We plant the dry husk in the proper time. Uh, when God has the conditions right, it will bloom into something much more uh, glorious and be a different kind of body, but still a body. And so as Christ had a bodily resurrection, so we'll have a bodily resurrection as well. If we believe Christ died, if we don't believe that, if our, if our, that's verse 14, if our faith is shaky on Jesus, uh, our faith will be shaky in regards to the things that he taught. But having a confidence that he died and rose, so we also have a confidence that God will bring them back who fall asleep in Jesus. So Paul says, by the word of the Lord. So we're giving you Jesus' words. We're giving it clearly. We're giving it concisely. Here's the order. The alive and those that remain at the coming of the Lord will not be in front of those who fall asleep. So the dead will be raised first. In verse 16, there'll be an unmistakable sign for them to come. Just as surely as in the cemetery in Bethany, Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. There'll be a shout from heaven in verse 16. The archangel at the command of God will give out the great shout. There'll be the trumpet of God and all those who die in Christ, they will be raised. So for all who are asleep in Jesus, they are now but waiting like a seed in the ground for this call to go forth. And when this call goes through the earth, then will come all of those dead in Christ, dead in the Messiah. So again, I say the, the faithful of the old as well as the faithful of the new covenants. Then those who are faithful and alive. Verse 17, then we who are alive and remain. So we're going to get to see the show if we're still here. We're going to see, how, we're going to see the dead in Christ go. And what a wonder that will be. But then we'll join them quickly thereafter. And we will meet them and the Lord together in the air. And we'll never be separated from him again. If we are with him now, we'll be with him forever. Thus, we shall always be with the Lord. 
So comfort one another with these words. If I ever preach a funeral and there's a graveside section, I'm going to read this passage. I always do. I read it every graveside service as the last words of Scripture before we go home and before we often go to have a meal with the family. But we have in the cemetery and we have with us in our daily life these comforting words that if you're with the Lord in this life, you will forever be with him in the resurrection after this world and the time of this body has passed. So let us always comfort one another with these words in clarity, in faith, in Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to this sermon from the Mulvane Church of Christ. Additional sermons and information available at mulvanechurch.com. Come see what a difference the Bible way makes.